0: I'm icing my back. Not my attitude.
1: Oh love it. I'm Christian Grey, very gay, and a little bit cray cray. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Fucking no. <laughs> Wait a second, I'm so upset because I was literally walking up to my apartment and I wanted to do a Tamra style, like, I'm single and South, and I couldn't think of anything that rhymed, yes. and I gave up. I love those, but those are actually, I think, th- some of the hardest taglines to do. Oh, though. yeah, I don't
1: know. I just came up with that in literally, like, 20 seconds before we started recording <laughs> this, so... <laughs> Pulled it out of my ass. Is your ass jealous of the shit that comes out of your mouth? Because I just pulled that out of my ass.
0: <laughs> um, Mine is, and listen, guys, we're ready to get started. If you can't already tell, it's Andy's girls. It's episode 311, and I'm so excited to have a return guest co-host back on the People's People's Couch. You know him as host of the Slut Pig Podcast and owner of the Slut Pig Shop Someone whose voice on the Instagram Well, <laughs> uh, all, I'm going to say a, a singular voice on the IG. Welcome back to Andy's Girls, Christian Grace Snow. Christian Grace Snow, how are you? I'm
1: fantastic. Thank you for having me. I love that you a singular voice. That's exactly what I a want. singular <laughs> The voice of the people, the voice that no one else is out here representing. I'm the voice of the people. Yes.
0: <laughs> i mean i have to tell you we're gonna get into it and also p.s i just watched atlanta like i just just watched i walked i'm no joke icing my back right now i walked 12 miles today oh my in oh York God. City. yeah i've been going through like anxiety stuff and i love walking for mental health but mm-hmm. when i'm right in the thick of it i do not walk so i'm just trying to get back to okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just a long, I love to just, in the best way, I exhaust all the anxiety. It's phenomenal. You're
1: pushing yourself to what you know you need to do. So I commend that.
0: See, that is. This is a content creator. That would be the way I should have described it. <laughs> I took a couple, I took a couple twists and turns. So I am quite literally icing my back while we record. But um listen, I feel like the timing of this is so, I think it's important to the dialogue. It's important to the conversation because we will talk about Atlanta, I'm sure. But like you are having a banner, I'm gonna say banner year for your pod. Because you've had so many, you know, pods a year old, you've had so many phenomenal episodes, so many phenomenal guests. Thank you. But you are known as, I'm planting some seeds right now, a tree hugger and have had the honor and privilege very recently of having Teresa on your podcast. And I feel like there's a portion of the audience that's maybe underserved. Oh, yeah. Hearing tree hugger podcasters. So I'm Mm -hmm. so excited to have you on to discuss
1: oh yes thank you listen i'm glad you say that because you know number one i have never had like my twitter mentions blow up as much as i did the day that that episode went live with Teresa, oh i believe and you, you know because Teresa doesn't really do podcasts so i was very Never. very very fortunate that she agreed to come on um and i think that that's one reason why it there it blew up the way that it did was just because people really don't get to hear her side whether you don't like her or not whether even if you can't stand her if you really really look she rarely gets the opportunity to explain herself and when she does she's not that great at doing it and she's not you know and she'll say she's like I, I love you she, thank you thank you she'll tell you too she's like when i get like she needs a translator she's like she when i get frustrated and like angry she's like i just i can't remember you know things and you know i just can't think straight and i was like listen we're going to have to work on that you know because you need to be able to remember what somebody said to you on october 14th 1998 at 6:14 p.m. <laughs> like receipts you know um But, yeah, I think that that is, you know, one reason why it ended up, you know, so many people enjoyed it was because people really just don't get to hear from her that much on how she really thinks about a lot of this stuff. You know,
0: I mean, when it comes to her voice, certainly the one little caveat, but plus an addendum that I would say in response is like. We have heard her side or her perspective many times, but not long form. Yes. Not detailed. Yes. And I would say that for her camp as well, for tree huggers. You know, we have quite a thick, illustrious orchard. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to spending a lot of time there, taking down those apples, those whatever else, it's insane that they don't hold anything. But like whatever the fuck what is, the fuck? you know, if. It- <laughs> Planted in those trees like we don't necessarily get to hear the long form, which Mm -hmm. is, I think, why it's uh, so incredible that she came on your pod.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, and a lot of people disagree with this. I personally feel especially even more so now after talking to her that one reason why she struggles explaining herself in depth is because she's so hesitant about what she wants to say. And hesitant about or fearful about if she says something that it may trigger, you know, who um, to react a certain way. So I feel like she feels. L-
0: Wait, who's new? Who's, Melissa who's and Joe, know, oh.
1: her brother and sister-in-law.
0: Oh, that is not what I thought you were going to yeah, say.
1: Yeah. Oh. Like, I feel like a lot of times when it comes to explaining herself, she really. I mean, like she said on my podcast, like she said she's like, he's my little brother. She's like, if I have to have the bus run over me fifty five times and take the heat publicly for my little brother, that's something I'm happy to do. And I was like, wow, wow, you know, she's never Um, said that on TV. That's crazy.
0: No, on TV she called him a bitch boy.
1: Well, he deserved it. wait, but this
0: is the thing. This is the thing that. about Teresa (laughs) this is what I need your help understanding is like when she says those things to you about she's trying to protect him (laughs) shut the fuck up she's like trying to protect him I'm like wow that's so interesting but like quite literally the last episode she was trying to excuse and explain let alone refuse to apologize for calling her brother a bitch boy and saying he needs to get out of essentially women's business how does that contrast or h- how does that h- make make me understand how that makes sense with trying to protect him because that's the opposite of protection well but
1: also that was off the heels of him just refusing to let go of the fact that she needs to get on her get off of her friend Jennifer and like but mm. yet he's a mile and a corner up Margaret's ass who has been going after Teresa and Louie so I feel like that is separate. And I feel like with what Teresa was saying to me, it was also in reflection of the season. It was after the reunion had filmed. And I think that she was just like, listen, like, I think that she was talking about also like in our conversation, like she was like, I'm not going to say certain things that I could say, you know, in order to protect mm-hmm. him. Also, because I think she knew she rarely did podcast. So if she said one wrong thing, it was going to fucking blow up. I mean, look at, she said the one comment about, you know, Dina not being comfortable with Dolores being there, and it went everywhere, you know? Yeah. Um, And that was, like, a fraction of what we talked about. So um, I can see why she was hesitant about it. But I do believe, look, I think that she is guilty of getting heated and saying things that are, you know, not okay, especially to Joe. And he's just as guilty as she is, though. That's how I feel. But I do also believe, I really do believe that in her heart, she wants things to be okay. And she's trying to do what she can to get there.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. This is where again I need a little bit of a translator okay. here. You're my, okay. little, you're my little tree translator. Right. And I appreciate what? that. Okay. This is a safe space. Yeah. This, is a safe, f- this is My this first, first language
1: is Teresa, and my second language is English. <laughs> I
0: mean, and I love that because <laughs> Teresa's not fluent in tree, and sometimes I wish that she was. Yeah, I wish. You she know, was but that's that's also it adds to the charm of it mm-hmm. all. Um, when it comes to. The things I don't want to say because I don't want to harm their relationship, that's obviously show focused, mm-hmm. understandably. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to real life, making light of the idea that Melissa would should even be on a bridesmaid, but should even serve as a bridesmaid, saying that Melissa wasn't a good sister-in-law because she didn't postpone her wedding when Teresa became pregnant contesting the ways that Melissa and Joe stepped in to caregive, not saying thank you, but in fact saying, I don't believe that some of that happened. You need to talk to my children. That to me feels like stuff unrelated to production, very much related to family. And I'm trying to understand the need for, I know the need for keeping family close because we can never go back to season three, four, but also like, where in there is the level of protection? Because it feels more like punishment.
1: But see, the thing is, it only feels like punishment because you have Joe and Melissa out here screaming and crying about every little thing as if it is an offense to them. Teresa has very clearly explained. The- Isn't it though? No, it's, it's specifically. Think, all right, so just a, a, think about okay, the, the bridal party alone yeah, was me. only supposed to be kids. Period. It was going to be Louis's kids, mm-hmm. Teresa's daughters, right? And then, but Louie wanted like his brother-in-law in because he's really, really close with him. And then he's like, Teresa, I feel like I should have your brother. And because he said I should have your brother, she said, well, then I'll have your sisters. And it evened out. It was never about dissing Melissa. It's not like Melissa's not invited. You know what I'm saying? It was just, it was supposed to be a smaller bridal party in the beginning with just the kids. And then Louie was the one that wanted to add a little bit more. And when he added Joe, she added his sister's. If anything, if that's the case, then they need to be adding his, like, everybody's brother and, like, you know, wives and stuff. And they're not doing that. Like, I get, also, in what world, like, can you imagine telling somebody you're not close to them and then want to be their bridesmaid?
0: Yes, and that's why I hate weddings and think everyone should elope. Save your money. Go to Paris for a month. Get a huge diamond. That's what I said, Teresa. I was like, why is
1: she mad? I was like, she gets to roll up to a production paid Open bar party of the year and has no expectations.
0: Like, <laughs> well, I mean, I personally do not ever want to be. I've, sir, I've been an adult flower girl. It was my one wish and desire to be a flower girl. Shout out to my friends Tim and Sally. They had me as if I was a flower matron. I shared that role with a six year old. I pretend she didn't exist. I did actively try to disappear her. Iconic. <laughs> the
1: course of the ceremony, Get the fuck I was out like, of the way.
0: I was like, actually, child, this is truly about me. Like, I don't like what you're doing with the flowers. I know what's right. But um, all that being said, like, there's the idea of what you're going to enjoy more and then the idea of symbolism. And I think if I was Melissa, I I would feel a certain way about my husband being asked to play a role and me not noting That obviously once they, I think once you decide to have adults in bridal parties, I think sometimes that adjusts things. You know, if Teresa and Melissa weren't close when Melissa got married, but as a show of respect, she had Teresa in the bridal party, noting this as well before reality TV and everything else for better and worse. She
1: had Joe's one sibling. Just have her in
0: as a symbol. She's not, she's not Teresa's
1: sister though. She is not Teresa's sister.
0: Neither are her, are Teresa's soon to be sisters in law. And the only reason, gonna be- and
1: the only reason she added them was because Louie added Teresa's brother.
0: <sighs> See, but here's the thing. Here's the thing.
1: And why would you At want someone end? in your wedding photos that you've argued with on TV for the last decade that's not your blood?
0: Who? Every family hates each other. It's part of being family. We can't get rid of each other. It's the unfortunate aftermath of being related. So like it wouldn't be the worst. it wouldn't be the first time. Melissa has
1: no business standing up there as far as I'm concerned.
0: Does Joe?
1: Not really, but out of respect, they had to and he would imagine how much they would have bitch and complained if they hadn't had him in there. Look how much they're complaining over Melissa not getting to be a spot in the spotlight for 10 seconds. If Joe wasn't in there either, they'd really have a fit. And you best believe he's probably going to show the fuck out at that wedding to make sure he gets all the attention. Who? Joe. Ain't no telling what kind of stunts he's going to pull.
0: Okay, question for you. Mm-hmm. As your tree hugging has flourished, mm-hmm. it is certainly in season, I would say, as episodes air, as with any tree hugger. As a, as a stan of Shan, I come particularly alive when I have new content every week in which to celebrate <laughs> my broken queen. You, <laughs> like
1: your I, lemon trees are in full bloom, right? Yeah.
0: My lemon twi- trees are all... I love her explanation about the... Um, I was watching an interview she did with Jeff Lewis because I love to hear her long form because she tells Jeff stuff, before the interview and then he like drops it as a secret and she's like uncomfortable but she's loving it because she wants him to say so she was talking about the fact that originally her reunion dress she wanted it yellow because she knows everyone everyone knows I love lemons and I was just like I'm I love you it's such a bad idea for your Uh, coloring you can't when you're blonde and you're pale as someone I'm Uh. what I'm far so far away from the color yellow I can't even tell you like I am literally slow down yellow is (laughs) upon us but the fact that she does that makes me love her more but all things to say like there's a lot of content that's coming your way and and reasons maybe areas in which to deepen your affection for Teresa when do you feel like if there was a point in time a split happened with you and Melissa and Joe Um, Is that a recent thing where you're like I just can't I just disavow their perspective or I disagree or has that always been the case since
1: they joined the show I mean it's definitely in recent years I've lost like more respect for them I think I would say but I mean I've always felt like I had like it's been very very clear what they're I mean their motives are like so transparent. It's like anybody who wants to say anything other than that is ridiculous. Like the way that they came on the show, like, you know, the way it was, it was talked about in ultimate girls trip, you know? Um, I mean, I just, their motives have never been clean and I just, I don't know. I just, I, I, I I don't know. I just don't get, there's something about them. I just don't vibe with. I don't know what it is. I don't know.
0: Do you think that Teresa's motives have been clean?
1: I mean, I think that she went on the show for two years and then for fun and then had people come on and try to take her down. That was her own blood. And now here we are 10 years later pretending as that she's still the problem when they came on and did that behind her back. But Teresa's the asshole. Don't forget. Teresa's the asshole. Because she would if if Teresa did something like that. Not that Melissa would ever be on a TV show without Teresa, but, you know
0: don't you see a little bit of a competitive side to tree though in like referencing the why would she, she not said, be
1: competitive when they came on the way they did that's her territory I that's know, the one thing but, she ever had for herself the one thing
0: but but i think the difference is teresa has always been relatively consistent in character mm-hmm. in saying this person did a thing that i don't like so they, they themselves are not a good person. Yes. Like at the end of the day, it's like both performative and instructive. If you bring sprinkle cookies and you know my favorite cookie is a pinoli cookie, you are maybe a bad person. And it's like a little bit of an affront to me. If you are trying to use your voice or your opinion and I disagree with it, or regardless of how I behaved, if I feel like someone is coming at me, you need to be a good sister-in-law and – quashing whatever is happening you know on stage at the reunion and support me and I I understand aspects of that but then I start to think like does Teresa remember that she is also a Mm sister-in-law like are we really seeing that mirror happen of like simply
1: put look at all the things Teresa has not brought up on camera about them like what like melissa being issued like a cease and desist from chanel joe gorga being a national story on good morning america about posting a house flip that he had absolutely nothing to do with looking like a big-ass fraud there's rumors that he that teresa's parents lost their house years and years ago because they joe put their house up as collateral for some fucking loan that he took out she's never discussed that there's so many things out there in the press that Every single year, just like how all this, there's always stuff about her in the press. And they always, Teresa, it's out there. Teresa, it's out there. There's always stuff out there about everybody. But she chooses to not bring that shit up.
0: Okay. The parents' house thing I do actually want to hear more about. I would never ask about that. that. I
1: would never in my fucking life ask about that.
0: Well, I don't have any info about that. But I do remember the Chanel thing. Mm -hmm.
1: You obviously remember the house flip thing. That was recent.
0: Right, where he was like saying it was like being used as an example. I think of like a makeover, maybe. Or and something.
1: then like the people that actually live in the house said they, like, they're like, no. we don't even know who this man is. Yeah.
0: In in those moments, do you think it would even occur to Teresa to Yes. It?
1: You think yes! so? Yes. Okay. That's like whenever she talks about protecting, that's what she talks about because they go below the belt with her. She does not like she goes there with them. But things that like can ruin their livelihood and things like, you know, I mean, that shit's fucking embarrassing. You out here talking about here you're like the Michelangelo of New Jersey homes. And like you, there's a nationwide story running about you like wrongfully taking credit. That's fucking embarrassing. You know, the fact that no one brought that up on the show. Come on. Protected.
0: It just doesn't feel like a big enough story. To- oh, my
1: God.
0: Am I not understanding? Yeah. It doesn't feel like a big enough story to, to post like someone else to
1: post someone else's work and say it was yours on a night when you have almost a million followers and you're on a TV show. That's he stole someone's credit. He took credit for someone's work and never apologized for it.
0: I mean, and Teresa does those weird spawn con posts of
1: like. You know, okay, and So does every other celebrity these Companies
0: that are maybe frauds. It's like, I don't know.
1: That's not I don't that know. is not as bad as posting pictures of someone's home that they may not want out there and saying that you built it. And Good Morning America is talking about it. They ain't talking about Teresa's Instagram stories. Just saying.
0: Do you think that Joe and Melissa are being protected yes, by production? 100
1: percent. They always have been. Do
0: you think that Teresa is? No.
1: Look at Look at the reunion. Ninety percent of the questions are directed to her.
0: But she was involved in ninety percent of the There was n- but
1: was. so were ever so was everyone else.
0: So you don't feel like it was an even this is so fascinating to me. It's like I'm doing a scientific study right now and I absolutely love it. I'm so thankful and appreciative to you for embarking on that. You look very um, interested,
1: I will say. Like you have this very like inquisitive look on your face right now. You're like, wow Right?
0: <laughs> I feel like what is the I don't know I literally just walked 12 miles so my brain is especially kaput, but it's like a sociologist or whatever yeah. when I'm like finding out new or like whatever I mean it's just it's so fast because it is a little bit of I do think that there are certain stand-ups within the Bravo community that mm-hmm. can be considered a character study. The oh, ways yeah. that people gravitate toward LVP, the ways that people gravitate toward Bethany and the Teresa stand. And not even gravitate
1: towards, but like hold their ground, hold with. their ground. Right. Yes. Yes.
0: And the ways that Teresa fans, because I can feel it energetically from you, which is so fast. Because again, my I stand for Shan. We are a different people. Yeah. A part of our affection is because we know she's a little bit of a broken bird, and we love that about her. But like Teresa's a very different personality type. Do you ever find yourself supporting her while sometimes uh, having as a layer some of how she responds to things where it's like you're putting on a little bit of a teresa visor oh, yeah. do you ever feel that Yeah. okay yeah
1: like h- hello it's 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 called loyalty <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's like i don't know like listen there are times that teresa has let me down and i've had no problem i would tell her that to her face you know like her comment about like not letting a man come on to her at the reunion a couple years ago, remember about like, they were talking about sexual assault, and she's like, "I would never let a man do that to oh, me."
0: Oh, last season was that last
1: season? God, that feels I think like so. God, that feels like it forever feels, ago. Feels like six years oh. ago. No,
0: but I think it was last season. But I mean, like yeah, as a yeah. fan,
1: that killed me to hear. You know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but it's also like. And if I were to talk to her one-on-one, you know, I'm not going to throw that on her in a public platform the first time she agrees to come chat with me. Of course. You no, know. no, no. That's but, like
0: a, that's like an over, maybe over drinks. Yeah. Maybe but like, like listen, months. there yeah. have been
1: times, look, I have just full, fully honest. I have, there have been times in like my DMS where I've talked to housewives. I'm like, I probably would have done that. Or, um, maybe you should handle things differently. You know, uh, think mm-hmm. about it, think about it this way. Um, Not with Teresa is not one of those that this is not one of those situations, but I I wish it had been, you know, Um, and I don't think, again, she's really, really bad with her words. Um, And that was probably her poorest choice of words, I would say. But like as a fan, I hated it. I hated it. But, you know, it didn't like cause me to drop her forever. You
0: know. um, yes, absolutely, and I think like it, understanding the fact that people are multifaceted, and you can support and admire someone while also holding them accountable. I think that's a huge part of this, which is so uh, important to hear. Mm-hmm. But I do also think there's a difference between words and meeting because. Mm-hmm. With Teresa, I understand her use of words and language sometimes distorts her intention, but in the case of the discussion about sexual harassment, for example, I don't think it was a language problem because for me it was an intention issue. I think that she does believe Mm -hmm. that like, if she was in a room where sexual harassment was happening, she's a strong enough woman that she wouldn't allow it. I do think that is how she feels, and her words... Sometimes um, exacerbate it, but I don't think in that instance it was a language issue. No. I think it was a. And a I think that such. in that moment, that
1: is the thing where it's like, re-just, reevaluate completely. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. think about, you know, put yourself in the shoes of, you know, of women who maybe don't feel as outwardly like they can just come out and knock a man's teeth down their throat. Cause I feel like that's what Teresa was saying, but it's like, you know, that was a moment where if i were talking to her had the opportunity to talk to her it would be like let's just have a whole attitude reset on this entire conversation Mm. you know um and then would hopefully have someone or myself be like have do you understand why most importantly you know
0: yeah um when this is going to be a little bit of a a left turn here but when it comes to like the idea of an attitude adjustment or readjustment um changing a perspective Mm -hmm. if Jen Aiden had come to Teresa on camera Mm -hmm. and said, listen, treat word on the street. There's all these things being discussed about Louie. I love you and I want you to be aware of them. Do you think she would have responded differently to um, Jen Aiden than Marge? I think
1: I said this from the beginning. I think it was the way they came in. I said that I think they came in too hot, too fast with the Louie stuff And it was, like, from episode one, you know, like, from the beginning. And I think it was, like, the first group event at Teresa's house, you know, that she'd had. And it was, like, boom. And, like, I get it from a production standpoint. You got to get in there. But Mm -hmm. also part of producing is knowing your talent and how shit's going to land with them. And when Teresa feels the slightest bit bombarded, walls up, you know. And I think that it really should have just come from, like, Jennifer should have been like, you just need to be aware it's going to be mentioned, you know, like also call her off camera and be like, look, you know, this has got to be talked about. So just go ahead and be annoyed with me. And when we get on camera, it'll be save yourself, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But I really think that it was just the way in which they came about it. Like it was constant. It was literally I mean, there were like 13 episodes. It was every single week, every week. And there was really no progression of the conversation as far as I'm concerned. I think we'll see the you know how it concludes once Louie finally joins the reunion this week. But, um, yeah, I just think that had it possibly come from someone else, maybe Jen and in a different setting, it would have, she would have eased into it a little bit more. I'm not saying she would have answered everyone's questions from the beginning or had him do the same. I just think that the way Mm. they came in, she is so like, you know, of all the shit that's gone down with her and her family in years past, I think that she's just like, nope, not happening. Pick something else, you know? So I don't know.
0: You know what it reminded me a little bit of? I um, had the pleasure of kikiing with Kelly Corn Ben Simone on Andy's Girls 300th episode. Iconic. And I, <laughs> Iconic. Um, and, you know, I asked her a question. I posed a satchel mm-hmm. of gold, which our listeners submitted thoughts and feels, questions and concerns, mm-hmm. named in honor of Her Holiness Kelly Corn Ben Simone from Scary Island. And I asked a satchel from an AG that was something along the lines of like understanding how production works now. Would you, if you were to join Legacy, strategi- do a little bit more preparation or yeah. strategy or, or take into account even just the idea of production existing? And she immediately said, no, absolutely not. I would never do that. Wow. Do you think there has been any change in Teresa? Do you think that she, in terms of thinking through the lens of production, like pre-filming starts, is that maybe what was missing from her shock about this stuff being discussed on camera because she just kind of was like I'm not going to prepare for the, ne- the inevitable I, I
1: really think that if I'm being honest with you, I think the secret to a lot yeah. of these OGs that have made it all these years is they just go balls to the wall. You know what I mean? Like they, it's not like Vicky. I'll never forget one time when I was talking to her. She was like I remember years ago like they would bring you in for your meetings or you talk about what you have coming up for the next year. so they right, can like plan." right. And she's like these women would show up with like binders and Vicky would show up and be like I don't I I have a fucking meeting next week. (laughs) I'm traveling here. Like, you know, and so I think it's the women who really just be like, look, like here are the big things going on in my life. But I think the more you strategize and go into it, then you then you get into your I can't remember. Was it season seven, season eight? Gretchen Rossi's where she did the the proposal at the finale with the helicopter. Mm. Like now that Mm -hmm. is when you're thinking you're strategizing. That's too much strategy to me. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Yeah, I think really the sauce to a lot of these OGs is just, you know, like, look at Sheree who just came back to Atlanta effortless. She just, she's not trying, you know what I'm saying? It's just, you don't come on and do all this like crazy, this, these stunts, you know, like, I'm sorry, but you know drew like with her assistant and talking about sheree and stuff it's like Mm -hmm. girl that is a tale as old as time and it's like like even the viewers it's almost like an insulting to our intelligence like you don't think we can see through this shit like you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. so yeah i i think that to answer your question i don't think teresa's a preseason strategizer that much um and i think that the good ones really don't have to
0: What about situation-specific strategy? If you know that there's this Mm. one thing or this one person who happens to be like the love of your life being discussed in detail in a way that could be perceived as pretty disparaging Mm -hmm. or at least suspicious, like in the sense that people are viewing him with suspicion, not that their uh, chatter about it is suspicious. I don't, I don't think that's the case. But is there what's missing here or maybe do you think that it happened like what's missing with she does seem to be genuinely taken aback with the idea that this is being discussed on camera i'm trying to understand yeah honestly that's a
1: good question i don't know where that missing link is i don't know if maybe she really genuinely maybe it was the way in which it was brought up maybe it was the timing i really really don't know um or if, she w- if she's just so love-blind, she thought, like, no one's even – like, I'm just so happy no one's going to – she didn't even think about it. You know, I really, really don't know. I do not know. Um, but you are right. She, did, I mean, and that goes to my what I said earlier. You know, I think she was so caught off guard by the aggressiveness of it and the timing of it that it just – walls were up immediately, you know, and there was no coming down from that.
0: And when it comes to what Teresa discussed last season regarding Jackie and Evan mm-hmm. – Do you think that there is a difference there between um, the ways that, you know, someone who didn't sign up for the show was discussed in a way that, again, could be seen as being disparaging versus what's going on with Louie? I mean, I
1: think the thing about Teresa is that she said it once and it has been rehashed by everyone else. More more Jackie than anyone. Like times 10. Teresa when there was in the woods when they were doing their little ropes course, she looked at Margaret. She said, "Let's talk about Louis." Teresa Margaret said, "I don't want to talk about Louis." Yet the last six episodes leading up to that, she talked about Louis in every single scene except for when Teresa was around. Teresa gave her the opportunity to talk about him. She didn't want to do it, and so, like I, Teresa has admitted, she was wrong for what she did. Also, and I said this to her when she was on my podcast. I was like, "Why don't you ever just talk about the fact that you were fucking wasted when you did that?" You know. And that
0: Wait, when she threw the wine? No,
1: whenever she's no, no, no. When she said that, like when she said that about Evan, <clears throat> oh. and I was like, you, you know, like you oh, said God. it like hammered, like you just said it to someone. I don't even think cameras were like right in her face, or they didn't use that shot I anyway. Don't remember? And okay, um, she's like, well, we're not really allowed to blame things on like the alcohol, and I was like, okay, well, because that would have been my excuse. Sorry, I fucked up. Shouldn't have said that. Slipped out. I was drunk. Sorry, my B. You know, um. Mm. But I mean, look—is there a difference? Probably not. But the their difference is is that Teresa gave them the opportunity to discuss it and shut it down, and when they didn't want to, she tried to shut it down every time. After that, Jackie has spent two years talking about it. It's like weird. Do
0: you really? I mean, it feels—it's like, like the, literally the, the only person comparison that about is so her. obvious. Really. Yeah, because Teresa keeps saying like you can't, Teresa's defense or offensive strategy rather is like you cannot discuss this person on camera or I'm going to um, characterize your intention as suspicious.
1: Teresa said one thing when she was hammered. She did not say one thing for 13 weeks repeatedly on camera over over and over and over and over and over again. And she apologized. Light
0: the fire. You can. You can light them also, if, the match. Tr- also, if if it's not if it's
1: not true, why are you so bothered by it? And maybe you shouldn't be offended when you go I mean, on national television and brag about not giving your husband oral sex, and then someone starts bragging about doing it.
0: First off, as a Jew, a part of my Hebrew faith is we do not engage in certain activities
1: in the boudoir. Listen, it's a
0: part of my identity. Okay. <laughs> And <laughs> we don't eat bread on Passover. And <laughs> <laughs> we don't suck cock <laughs> <breath out. laughs> Shalom. Shalom. I love it. It means goodbye. Um. But this is where I get a little confused genuinely because I feel like the argument, the reason that it's being brought up now is because of the argument that Teresa is making on camera about the reasons discussing Louis is inappropriate because it is such an obvious comparison. Noting that the end of last season, Jackie herself said, I forgave her and a part of that was because I didn't really forgive her. I was afraid of her and her harming my family. But as a result, the actual act there was to say, I forgive you, let's move on. It's only when this stuff is happening that it gets referenced so much because Teresa was so actively involved.
1: I don't think so. I think that I think that Jackie would have been harping on that all season long, regardless of what the storyline was, quite mainly because she had nothing else to complain about. And that's the only bit of relevance that she had to the show's main character this season was what she did to her last year. You know what I mean?
0: Well, I mean, I think that she's given us a lot of vulnerable points in a very serious matter when discussing the fact that she was it was a a life or death situation. I don't think I think there are things you can argue about Jackie, but her storyline not being important or not existing unrelated to Teresa is to me completely.
1: I'm just talking about as far as like drama and things that are going to drive the storyline of the show forward. She only had things from last year. She wasn't really feuding with the only person she feuded with this year was Dolores or had any type of argument with. So there was no, no thing to, you know, no relationships to grow with there. You know what I mean? Wait a
0: second. But this is a really interesting point because the idea that you need to have conflict as a means of driving story forward is not to me inaccurate, but then I think that gets into the, the difficulty with some of these franchises when you have seasons that are all about feuds when you have seasons that are solely about conflict that can become in ways in some ways very dark i think the ways that sometimes we view these franchises the women's power and future on the show is by conflict Mm -hmm. you know your storyline is sometimes intended to be the storyline that you have in conflict with somebody else with Jackie I agree with you that she wasn't in conflict with not, but with maybe not in conflict with a lot of people but I don't take that as being a negative thing because I think that what we need to see in housewives which has become exceedingly rare is to see storylines that are maybe not connected with another housewife or with a conflict or a feud but are connected with a person's life because how are we supposed to care about sometimes the conflict and, and feuds when it comes to like the character of the narrative if we're not getting real pieces. And to me, there's nothing more real than what Jackie so bravely, you know, discussed. I think that that to me has as, as much, if not more value. And I don't mean this on like an educational perspective, mm-hmm. but just in terms of what storyline, how storyline exists and what it can be I think that has just as much value as like these big kind of blow ups and lead ups to, you know, like I think that that's I think that that is a value to the show and the story.
1: For sure. I mean, I'm not going to deny that, you know, I mean, but this also goes back to what we said earlier, and it's just everyone has different takeaways from every season from every Show right. from every cast member, and it's different every, every year. Is different, you know, and it, I think a lot of that depends on what viewers are going through in their lives or have experienced in their lives or know know people who have experienced in their lives. You know, yeah. there are just different moments and like kind of touchstones that we connect with and we don't, you know. And then there's also just the simple element of fucking guilty pleasure entertainment combined in with right. that, you know. So I think that honestly what we're talking about right now is the success of the franchise and why it has gone on for so long. You know, look look back Mm -hmm. at season one and season two of OC. It's like, we had these women having issues like with their husband on camera, which is like unreal. But also we had them like being dramatic and catty, which is like, you know, and it was like this new formula we'd never seen before. That was fucking magic, Mm -hmm. you know? And really that has been the kind of core formula of all these years of television that we've been watching, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, no doubt. I mean, the strongest housewives are the ones that show vulnerability, you know, and I think that mm-hmm. go- that means just, for be- lack of better words, going balls to the wall the t- whenever the cameras come on as far as, like, your truth, you know, and mm-hmm. not trying to alter it or trying to hide any of it or trying to direct a narrative, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I think that a good housewife is a combo of both. I'm not knocking Jackie's storyline. I'm just saying that I think that in terms no, I know, of conflict – like she wrote like a lot of times I think you have to have personal and you know like dynamic storylines to kind of to stand out and I think that last year maybe because she was so heavily involved in the drama is why she seemed to Mm -hmm. you know what I mean Mm -hmm. Um, yeah no I totally got that even at the reunion I feel like we haven't heard from her much you know um but yeah I mean it's just you know it is what it is
0: um when it comes to the Louie element, mm-hmm. what was your reaction when you saw these stories sort of breaking online within the Bravo community? Or or wanna... not breaking because some of them were like older, but like being discussed. Yeah. yeah. Being discussed. I want to throw
1: up. I want to throw up. That was my thought. I want to throw up. I want the best for my like, girl. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. I want the best for her. That's all I want for her. You know, and at the end of the day you know, she is convicted that this, and not convicted, convinced that this is the convicted (laughs) in her heart. For the second time? I was trying to use the word conviction, you know, like when you have conviction (laughs) in your soul. No,
0: I got it. No, I got it. She holds conviction to be. She holds conviction that this is not only. I don't know, whatever fucking words. Holds
1: conviction that this is not only the man for her, but like the true soulmate, the true love of her life that he is actually given to her by her parents who were her main what she cared about, you know. And my whole thing is, is like, look, Are there things to worry about based off what we've read? Sure. But at the end of the day, we're sitting here asking him about it, and it seems that he's finally going to talk about it. So if we can't, I'm going to hear what he has to say, um, you know, at the reunion. And I just hope that he is able to, like, answer a lot of questions for people because I really do think that even people who hate Teresa, which I'm not one of them, a lot of we really just want the best for her, you know, like we all want Teresa to I want Teresa's to love tank to be full of shit and drive into her future. you know what I'm, in the words of Vicky Gumpelson, so
0: I think that's a really important point because even people including myself were like, oh Teresa, x, y, and Z mm-hmm really want and think she deserves to be happy. Yeah. And it's, that is regardless of how some people feel about Marge's intentions, one person versus one person versus another. I know me myself when I see Louie based on the information that I've received in some of his behavior on camera, including the ways that he was speaking to Marge, I get nervous. Mm-hmm. I just... Like, you know what? This is such a small moment, but, like, welcome to Andy's Girls. We fixate on two seconds for eight years. Yeah. There was a moment during part two where Andy comes to the dressing room to try to, like, help defuse the Tree Joe stuff. mm and Teresa comes in and she's saying X, Y, and Z to Louie. And he's like, well, he is the, speaking of Joe, Louie's like, well, he is the only one, you know, speaking to, involved in women's business. So X, Y, and Z sort of egging her on a little bit. Mm-hmm. She goes in with Joe. They're hot at each other. Andy comes in, diffuses it. And then he looks at Louis. He's like, guys, have a drink, like chill, whatever, which is like, so Italian. So Jersey right? be like, have, have alcohol <laughs> yeah. settle you down on the rocks. He, i'm talking about on the rocks straight liquor, rocky enough Um, but he looks at louis and he's like you know do your thing help mediate and it looked like a little light went on for louis where he looked at Teresa and for the first time in her walking backstage he was like just chill you know like let's it to me felt like louis was going to play the part because he was instructed to i don't think his We all try to be better people, or some of us Mm -hmm. do, and sometimes on occasion you try to do it when you're on camera. Yeah. But for me, I was like, ooh, two seconds ago he was allowing her to feed off of her own energy, and now because Andy told him that he should be doing the Oprah stuff that he leaned into earlier in the season, now he's going to do it. It gave me – a lot of pause in that moment. I was like, Ooh, I don't know. I don't I get know. That.
1: Listen, listen, I get that. I think that based off what has happened, viewers have the right to feel the way that they feel. 100%. That's why I, I, I'm just hoping for the best, you know? And I, I mean, I will say he did pop on and say hi to me when I was talking to Teresa and he was very very sweet. I did tell you that. But was he
0: red? Was he red or He lush? had just
1: finished what working was... out so he was little, he said I'm oh sorry I'm a little sweaty.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Cherry tomato, that guy. Oh my god. They um... are terrific. Cherry tomatoes from the garden state are by the way delicious. <laughs> they are. I love at my farmers market anytime it's like Jersey grown. I'm like it's going to be she, good. She said I'll take 3. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, there was also a moment during the reunion where they were discussing the prenup and Jen Aiden seemed to hint that a, a, a change in decision had happened. Do you think that Teresa and Lou are ultimately going to sign a prenup?
1: No. You don't? No. Uh-uh. Do I want her to? Yeah. Do I think she will? No. And I told her, I was like, look, I would love to talk to you about this, but you said on Watch What Happens Live, it's no one's business, I'm not going there.
0: <laughs> I mean, it could, it's so private. It is truly and extremely private. And she
1: said, she said, look, I'll say this. She was like, you know, I've honestly, what's weird, and I, I'm, this is just my guess it feels to me like it wasn't a huge conversation in their household until it was brought up on TV. Like, I feel oh, like oh, I'm
0: sure I
1: feel like that both of them had not even I really and then I think that, yes. that sparked it. And now they're just like, uh you know, um. Mm-hmm. but she said she was like, if Louie wants to get a prenup, she's like, I have no problem getting a prenup.
0: But you know, I don't but I'm want you like, to want to wanna you, get it. I want, I want, want you. Ho- want I want her to want to get and it. And she keeps
1: saying, she's like, he has more than me. And I'm like, well, then get some of it.
0: <laughs> like, hello? Yeah, that's a great point. And also, but as Andy said, I thought Andy made so many good points. He was like, he referenced the fact that, you know, she thought he didn't like her. And he's like, listen, I'm saying mm-hmm. this with so much affection because I do like you. And I want you to protect yeah. yourself and your, and your daughter's. Get this th- look at what Kenya, what's happening in real time. Mark Daly is coming for a piece of more manner, which we watched Kenya build from the ground up on her. Before fucking he was own. even in
1: the picture, right?
0: Before he was anything. This man who we now sort of understand as, you know, being the kind of guy who was coming for her financially, which is probably why we're watching on camera her express frustration with the fact he won't sign. The divorce agreement.
1: Honestly, Mark Daly is up there with like the Kelsey Grammers of the Housewives World.
0: Hundred percent. My God. And he always has been, which yeah. is why sometimes it's like when we see a little bit of like a danger sign, a little bit of a signal that something is not right for Housewives fans. I think it sometimes hits differently because we've not only been with these women for so many years, but like. We've seen many examples of marriages either being on the rocks or like if, you know, it looks a little funky, there might be something behind it. I mean, even today we find out that Lisa and Lenny are getting a divorce news potentially to Lisa
1: the way that my eyes had not. I had not even got my ass out of the bed and saw him all cuddled up with some bitch from last night. On In front of paparazzi cameras The most disrespectful shit I've ever seen in my entire life And then to tell page six That you're divorcing Like the way that he went about this Is the most low level Like lower level basement shit In the words of Luann That I have ever seen in my mm-hmm. entire life Like trash Trash it, Sorry I've been it, very heated about this today I cannot believe the way that he went about it. It's so fucked up So <laughs>
0: I, no, I think you're totally right. It is super fucked up, and it's also, like, maybe not the most surprising because in Confessionals last season, he looked like he didn't like his wife. Though He did not look like he enjoyed different from no. filming. Mm-hmm. I think that there's, like, an uh, sometimes what can come across as a passive disinterest, which we maybe saw with, like, Shane season one, where his disinterest in filming – People took as being a sign of having like a dislike of. Or it doesn't translate being marital well tensed. across TV. It doesn't translate well. So sometimes there's like a passive something happening, which might be more production related, and then something else. I think with Ryan, we're seeing maybe a combo of the two. Ryan, yeah. whatever his name is, fucking Ryan. Let's just call it a day. Ryan, whatever. However he wants to call himself is fine. Ryan with a Y, whatever. Silent E. Like he, I think, has a a genuine. There's some sort of passive something that's coming out be, as a reaction to production and i also obviously they're going through some marital stuff as well so it's a combo mm-hmm. but with lenny it was like this is not an issue in production i mm. think this is an issue with your marriage and that can be tough when we're talking about teresa and Louie or kenya and mark because it's like there's an instinct i think that some of us have developed or yeah. and would love to be proven wrong you know
1: for sure yeah i mean i think a lot in most instances we would we hope to be wrong you know um, yeah, but unfortunately, you know, as me and my friends were just talking, we're like Mark Daly is like Jason Hoppy 2.0, you know,
0: you think so?
1: I mean, just the way that he's like coming for like her assets and stuff like that and just dragging it on like as a means of torture is what it seems like to me because there's nothing else to do.
0: I mean, the torture, I hear you there in, like, the dragging stuff on. But the thing with Jason Hoppy was he was actually very involved in Bethany's business. Now, what does that mean for what he is owed or whatever? And they didn't have a prenup, I don't think, is a totally Ooh. different conversation. But he was at least <laughs> sort of, you know, he he did work in some way on Skinny Girl, yada yada. Not okay. to the level engineer but, like, in some way she spoke— a lot on their spinoff about wanting him to be more actively involved. Okay. Versus Mark, who didn't even live in Atlanta, wasn't involved in anything, actively seemed to try to get her no longer to do the thing that was making the biggest source of income. So Can you what, said, what's his Kenya said, Kenya ought to be here? like,
1: I'll give you half my house if you give me half your fucking restaurant.
0: No, he would probably say yes to that, because what's that thing fucking worth?
1: True. Have you ever been there? It's in New York, right?
0: No. No, I once was like, maybe I should go, but like, I don't, I don't, I, it's like, <laughs> that is something that I do sometimes think about, like, I was like, should I do like a little bit of a cameo over there and see what Mark Daly's got cooking? No, I don't, because he not. always was a piece of shit, like the thing,
1: just walk wasn't Zarin a fabrics. surprise,
0: <laughs> which I have done, and it is <laughs> a delight. But, like, it's the thing with Mark is that he was always a piece of shit. Like, Lenny, I'm sorry, was always kind of a piece of shit. This yeah, isn't, no, yeah. This isn't new news, you know, also known as news.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, also, God help her, because I feel like this is right smack dab in the middle of fucking production, which is yet another layer of why he is so fucked up for doing this when he's doing it and then the way that he's doing it. Because, I mean... You already know today those producers had all the girls rolling up to her house. Sweetheart, are you okay? I saw the news. I saw the news. You know, it's like, I can't wait. It's going to be great. (laughs) It's going to be great TV, but I just feel horrible for her, you know. Um, I mean,
0: the way that Lisa was like seemed very tightly wound when it came to questions revolving around her marriage. She did not want this to happen. So it's like, this isn't the case of people. I would say with like the Ryan and what's her face, Dr. Jen of it all like these are two people who understand that their marriage may or may not work out. And like they're fighting in their own different ways to maybe keep it going or maybe Mm -hmm. not with Lisa. I'm like, Oh, this is someone who's really, trying valiantly to fight for something but if you're the only one fighting
1: and that's what it felt it definitely felt one-sided for sure and i mean my whole thing with her is like just you know the element to how vocal she's been about wanting to have kids for him and wanting to you know give a family may have make a family for him you know i'm obviously I think she's an incredible mom and, but I think she's been very vocal about like the reason that they tried so hard to have a family. That was something that she wanted to do for her husband, you know? And I just think that what a fucking slap in the face to the woman who gave her all to give you a family and you disrespect her in this manner. You know, it's not even a split up or a a affair, you know, but you chose to do it in a way that would publicly humiliate her. And that's, what's fucked up to me.
0: Yeah, there's a little bit of a um, coupon cabin to it, too, yeah. where, I mean, I think it sometimes happens in, like, celebrity divorces or even in any divorce where it's, like, if it is a marriage that's, like, heteronormative man-woman, there is the idea sometimes of, like, the wife should be the one sometimes to file as, like, something I've, I don't know where the fuck that came from, but, and it really, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter, but, like, when it comes to the celebrity PR of it all, the celebrity who also happens to be the woman in the man-woman relationship, mm-hmm. you would think would be the one to announce it. That mm-hmm. is the person's story that makes this of public interest. Mm-hmm. And yet Scott, who's a private business person, who seemed very uncomfortable with on his ca- fiance being on yes. camera, puts a statement to people magazine. And with Lenny, he gives it to page six. Oftentimes this stuff is happening without telling their partner. Yes. Going to happen. That, that
1: report came out that said she was blindsided. And my whole thing is, is like for him to be out publicly with her in front of paparazzi last night, and then give that statement to page six today, he did that wanting paparazzi to find him. So he would have an excuse to be called up to talk about this. Cause he knew the moment that he was photographed, people would like outlets would start calling for, you know, some sort of statement and that's exactly what he did
0: why didn't he do that before like the first go-around when he said there's no were the rumors of us getting a divorce or like laughable or that's not the language that he used but like something along those lines of like
1: maybe it has to do with getting their ducks in a row as far as filing who knows you know um and he did did he file
0: no i think it's just an i think he just announced it
1: so he hasn't means... even fucking filed anything
0: I don't know. I truly don't know. But from what I read, I think it was just a matter of um, announcing. I think if he had filed, that would be so much weirder, to be honest. Like, Because then why were you – there's a difference between not commenting and, like, saying, oh, this is – you know, hashtag fake news. Yeah. So to say none of this is real and then be like, LOL. Um, it is now. And it's with the same person that you caught me with before, but like, don't worry about it. Okay. Bye. It's, it's tough.
1: I do feel like this will play well for her though, as far as settlement, like public humiliation, young children, like take him for every fucking penny. He's got girl.
0: I'm sure she's going to try, but who knows how ironclad that prenup is. And just because you have a prenup doesn't mean both of you are protected. It's often to protect the person demanding the prenup get signed.
1: And let's just call it like it is. He seems like that asshole that has some, like, loophole in the prenup that she, like, didn't fucking know about or something. Or unknowingly had her sign, like, a postnup alteration, like, you know, something over the years that she didn't fucking know about or something like that. God only knows what's going to come of this, you know.
0: I mean, Housewives fans have seen a variety of different divorces play out in different <laughs> ways. Like, we watched Ashley Darby do essentially the Lord's work in getting a postnup signed and talking about that on camera to protect herself, a, 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 inspired by her husband's reported Genius here.
1: moves, people. Genius moves.
0: Genius moves and but then I think of like some of these like pre we often use the word prenup and have in our heads we're thinking because I, I do believe the intention of it is to ideally protect both people but oftentimes yeah. it's done to protect the person with the, um, the largest stuff. amount of assets to protect you're protecting the assets and not the other spouse so with this stuff I'm like oh man like I, I don't know how this is gonna end up going into her favor because regardless of public perception, which for him might be important because his mm-hmm. job is public facing, but regardless of public perception, it's like he wasn't handling himself in a way that makes me think he's going to treat his wife any differently than the way that he was treating her when this stuff was coming out, which was like terrible. Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, if the last couple of days are any indication of how the divorce is going to go, it's going to be sloppy and cutthroat, you know. Um, so she better, I hope she lawyers up and gets somebody that's fucking ruthless. Get them girl.
0: Yeah. And, and just fight until the end. Cause you know, these people will hide money. Look at Sutton. Like Sutton didn't know she owned fucking baseball teams or whatever the hell. Like they found all these underground, not underground, but like uh, hide away businesses, secret businesses. She didn't know, know her husband owned teams.
1: And their kids are young, young. Like, uh, hello, child support for at least the next decade and a half. Hello. Thank you.
0: I know. And then this is the whole thing. Like, just with Kenya and Mark, she's like, we decided on child support, but it's the spousal support. And even it was just so I just was like, oh, man, knowing what we know now. And she's essentially communicating out loud. She's giving him the benefit of doubt, being like, listen, he told me. He essentially promised me he wouldn't come for my assets. Mm -hmm. So is he just not signing the divorce? What reason could he have? Like someone should tell him essentially because you're not coming for my assets. You should just sign this away unless you're trying to fuck with me or something else. And it's like, sweetie, now we know it's because he was probably trying to fuck with you because he's that kind of piece of shit. And he was also intending or his cards are being revealed.
1: Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Scary stuff. And sometimes
0: you don't know. It's like, does a divorce change a person? Or is this the person that they were all along?
1: Oh, yeah. And they were just fucking playing a a role this whole time until they were over it. And now they're bouncing. You know?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think this just goes back to the idea that, like, as much as you want to love, love, (laughs) love, protect yourself in these cases. Because you don't really know what's going to happen next.
1: Listen. You know, I, I hope that Teresa gets something. You know? I really, really do. Just to just to be like, can we both just walk away with what we came in with? You know, maybe everything earned after the fact is half. Sure. If he's really out here earning more than Teresa's got, yeah, then y'all should split everything after the fact. But you should all also both keep what you came in with, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, what's that thing? Like, um, my money is my money and his money is also my money.
1: Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's called common sense, people.
0: <laughs> it's common sense. Common fucking sense. You know what? Listen, we didn't even get to Beverly Hills. We did scratch uh, a little bit of the service of Atlanta. Can you just give me a little bit of a boiler pitch of how you feel about – because I feel like this story was Drew v. She by Sheree. Yeah.
1: I think Drew is playing with fire and needs to remember that Sheree is an OG and don't – you know these OGs, know, they've been around the block, baby. You don't fuck with them. And, like, I'm sorry, but that scene with Drew and her assistant in the store – to, for him to spill that like ha- look, like, like I get a means of production like he probably told her off camera she told producers and mm-hmm. then they're like okay we gotta get you to talk about this but it's just like it's so upsetting watching these moments and just feeling the lack of you know I don't even know like there's just nothing genuine about it you know I feel like we've just mm-hmm. seen this so many times over the years and I mean even Sheree tweeted last night she's like this scene is fake as fuck <laughs> like what the fuck is this shit you know um but, yeah, listen, Drew – oh, and, you know, we talked about – we were just talking about pre-strategizing seasons. Mm. This is a perfect fucking example. I don't think Sheree went in with any pre-strategizing. I think Drew went in with every bit of a strategy to go after somebody big. She wasn't going to go after Kenya. She went after the other OG – the only OG that came back, Sheree, and it is going to blow up in her fucking face. hate to tell you, girl. I
0: mean – The craziest part of that episode is Drew flipping out because she thinks that this random person is coming for her and talking about her husband. And you can see Drew's like incredibly angry. And then at the end, when she discovers, wait, what's that? Oh, it's my assistant who's actually
1: saying these things. What was not clicking? I don't. Where was where was her mind in that moment? I don't understand.
0: I mean, to get a taste of your own medicine in that way where you're saying my assistant said this thing, so it has to be true. And then being told this other thing and saying there's absolutely no way that's true. How dare you even suggest it? And then to find out you really wanted to kill the messenger, but the actual messenger, not the echo chamber was that person you were just (laughs) saying whose opinion or whose stories should be treated as fact credibility to yes. No, nope. I don't know.
1: I think and honestly, also for everybody listening, get off your whatever you're doing on Sunday nights and go watch Atlanta live. I don't. The ratings have not been good for our girls this year. And it makes me really, really sad because the season is fucking great. And I don't What get is it.
0: behind that? That's you so know what? weird.
1: I have this weird theory. Tell me. I mean, I ha- I'm probably wrong, but okay, I feel great. like Sunday nights used to be like the time the slot night? you wanted, you know? And I just feel like maybe – I feel like post-COVID, like, people use up every ounce of their weekends. Like, no one's at home – like, people – anything that airs on the weekends, people watch during the week. And, like, what I watch on the weekends are things I can Hmm. binge, like a documentary or, like, a new series or something, you know? That's a great point. But I think Mm -hmm. Sunday nights – I don't know. I just feel like post-COVID – a lot of people just Sunday nights are not Sitting down watching TV like they used to I think it's a week time thing and that's like look at the Numbers for Beverly Hills and for Jersey And we can't say that mm-hmm. it's con- the content's Not good because Atlanta's no, it's killing definitely it not. So for me I'm just like What t- that's the only thing that can make sense You know um, mm. So who knows that's just my theory um, But I really would like To see them pulling the numbers they deserve So and I tweeted about it last night and someone was like Sundays are horrible for me I'm in the pool I was like well get the fuck out
0: <laughs> your view is in the pool. It's fucking yeah. eight o'clock at night.
1: Your, your fingers are going to be all wrinkled up. Get out. Wrinkly.
0: <laughs> Get out of there. Listen before you go. I never <laughs> want you to leave. You're coming back later in the season to talk about Beverly Hills, and yes. I literally won't. And allow Atlanta, you to say no, we so got. Just... Oh,
1: we should do a Beverly Hills and yeah, Atlanta episode. Okay, yes, hundred percent.
0: It's happening. It's happening ASAP, and I'm so excited for you. You're coming back like yeah. truly ASAP. <laughs> the glory of, by the way, two episodes a week, where I'm like, hey, I'll <laughs> Thursday hey! <for> ya. <laughs> that's Thursday for you. Christian Grace, you know where can people listen to your episode with Teresa? And actually, what was the most surprising thing? that came out of that interview? What was something that Teresa said or responded to that was to you, a tree hugger? the biggest surprise?
1: Honestly, for me, it was whenever she talked about protecting Joe. It re- mm. just the way that she talked about it and the emotion I felt when she said it. And look, we talked off, you know, we talked off the yeah, record yeah. too. Um, and I've just, I've always felt like I understood her in a weird way. Um, mm-hmm. And I just felt like I left that conversation with more clarity towards her as a as a person and as a character um and i really like i know that she's had some not great moments on tv but i really Mm -hmm. feel in my heart that she is a very a sweetheart you know um and a good girl so yeah i just i overall i was just happy to come out feeling you know they always say don't meet the people that you love you know and it's Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. i was just so thankful i came out of it loving her even more than i went in
0: That's great. And where can people listen to um, that episode on your iconically named podcast? (laughs) It is
1: (laughs) everywhere you can get your podcast. And the episode title is it's the Teresa show.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And Christian Grace, now where can people follow you on social and hear more of your delightful voice?
1: yes follow me on instagram my full name christian gray snow that's gray with an a um and then i am on twitter at tsp underscore pod for the slut pig podcast and i'm yeah always on there tweeting some mess come join me
0: um and wait i was looking at your shop the other day which guys <gasps> is the slut pig shop and there yes. was what was the thing that you have on there is something bitch what was like it was like an iconic housewives line where i said note to self need to wear that in the spring there's like a hoodie was what was it
1: let me look I really forget cute. what it
0: was guys bitch, bitch um okay I don't remember what it was but that means guys that you would need to buy literally absolutely everything there because it's so fun um it's a lot of you know I love a, a strong use of pink which I love oh I remember that you have a she by Shre hoodie which I'm super yes, into as it's well it's all
1: pink everything com.
0: and also guys there are really super cute and sassy prints on there too which and I'm you still need to into. let me know
1: which one to send you We've oh only my been God. talking about I it can't. for like three years.
0: <laughs> well, there's other stuff we've also been discussing that we need to <laughs> talk about offline as well. Um, guys, speaking of things to, you know, mention at all, mention joining the Andes Girls Patreon, the number one Woo-hoo. way to support the podcast. You get exclusive bonus episodes, like a 40-minute episode with Brian Moylan, that's there now, and invites to special Zoom key keys and more. Patreon.com. Slash Andy's girls and follow me on social at Dame gally. Listen, I feel like the tree huggers were really represented. people who are maybe not so much hugging a tree, but possibly understand the importance of oxygen in the environment. You know, trees do provide some stuff. So I think that many different perspectives were hopefully heard or understood or at you know so much as explored during this chat and so i'm so thankful and appreciative to you for for coming on and and um <laughs> me i feel like we way. always just
1: laugh so much whenever i'm here and the hour always flies by so i'm here i'm here anytime you need me
0: Thanks, friend. And guys, hope you're all doing okay. Get outside if you can. Maybe don't walk 12 miles because truly the ice is like (laughs) ready to be injected into my veins. But um, take a little bit. Take a chance to yourself. A little time to yourself to to be nice however you can. And then go watch Atlanta Live. And we will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.